This episode of All You Need to Know is brought to you by Union Bank of India. Good people to bank with. Good morning and thanks for listening in. Happy Monday to you. This is the daily morning update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 30th of October. We're heading into a trading week that will continue to focus on geopolitics and monetary policy as the offensive by Israel against Hamas escalates and with the outcome of the Federal Reserve's review of its ongoing battle against inflation scheduled for midweek. Israel has sent troops and tanks into northern Gaza Strip in what it calls the second and longer phase of its war against Hamas, and that's according to a Bloomberg report. It is reportedly taking a more cautious approach than it earlier promised. Instead of a massive ground invasion, the military has started slowly taking a day-by-day approach. The expectation is for a campaign that will last anywhere between six weeks to six months, according to officials. At the start of the trading week, gold is trading above $2,000 per troy ounce and Brent crude is hovering just under $89 to the barrel. And meanwhile, the yield on the 10-year treasury in the US, which has roiled equity markets in the recent past, begins the trading week at 4.87%. As things stand, U.S. equity futures are indicating a positive start, and that's being attributed to the less-than-anticipated aggression by Israel in the war against Hamas. There's also, like I said, the Fed policy review, and we're likely to see a pause by the Federal Reserve, but any indication about the future course of action will be watched very closely. Now, back home, earnings will continue to be in focus and you'll want to watch out for reactions in a few frontline stocks. I'm sure Neeraj will mention this in more detail, but Reliance Industries will be one to watch. The company's consolidated net profit rose 8.6% to just under 17,400 crore rupees, marginally below consensus estimates of 17,850 crore rupees. Operating margin stood at 17.66%, which was down from 18.35% in the previous quarter. You've already seen the stock price rise 1.8% on Friday, but that was as part of a broad-based rise at the end of the week that saw tremendous selling. For the fine print of the performance of key verticals, do check out the story on the website bqprime.com. Now, in other news, in a late Sunday announcement to the exchanges, AU Small Finance Bank has said that its board has approved the merger with IPO-bound FinCare Small Finance Bank. As part of the merger, shareholders of FinCare Small Finance Bank will receive 579 equity shares of AU Small Finance Bank for every 2,000 shares held. The transaction is subject to approval from the Reserve Bank of India and the Competition Commission of India. The appointed date for the amalgamation is set for the 1st of February 2024. According to AU Small Finance Bank, the merger will allow it to leverage on significant complementarities between the two lenders. And this includes areas like branch network, product offerings and customer segments. Now, it looks like demand for residential real estate and particularly luxury housing is going strong this year. Luxury home sales more than doubled in the first nine months of 2023 to 84,400 units across the top seven cities in India, according to Anarok Property Consultants. 
Nearly 3.49 lakh units were sold in the period between January and September this year, out of which 24% or 84,400 units were priced above 1.5 crore. Now, not all of those sales can be considered luxury, of course, but the underlying demand seems to be stronger than it has been in recent years. In international news, China's central and local governments extended their borrowing spree in October to reach a new monthly high, and that has been buoyed by Beijing's fiscal stimulus to support the economy. That's based on a Bloomberg report. The country is on track to sell 2.6 trillion yuan or $360 billion of onshore sovereign notes and local government bonds during the month, which is higher than any other month this year. And that's according to Bloomberg calculation based on China bond data. The October total is also 63% above the monthly issuance average in the first nine months of the year. Speaking of debt, China's Evergrande Group faces a make-or-break moment today at a court hearing on creditor requests for liquidation. The builder must present concrete restructuring progress to help avoid a once-unthinkable outcome. Any wind-up order by the Hong Kong High Court could make Evergrande, which has about 2.39 trillion yuan or $327 billion of debt liabilities, the biggest Chinese developer to ever face such a fate. Now, in international markets, equities in the Asia-Pacific region have begun mixed with two of the three early risers trading positive. And with that, it's over to Neeraj for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. What's your area of focus at the start of the week? Good morning, Alex. Um, it's a difficult uh, call to make uh, for the uh, start today or the rest of the week today, simply because uh, while Friday had a bit of a bounce and a lot of people are calling it a dead, dead cat bounce, but there is an equal set of people who believe that the gap of more Friday could well be the onset of a small rally, which may unfold over this week. Now, whether we see resistance at 19,200 or 19,400, or even if we go there, is anybody's guess, because Asia certainly started off soft, as you would have noticed as well. US futures in the green notwithstanding. Um, let's see if the bounce lasts and maybe banks or rate sensitives lead that because it certainly looked like the bank nifty psu banks and real estate were the ones that led the up move on that day keep in mind that there are large index shorts that exist and which may lead to some short covering if the pullback continues too so let's wait and watch uh, i'll quickly move to uh, stocks but keep in mind that just before i do that that the week ahead is uh, is a crucial one, not just from a Fed meet perspective, but from a perspective of how BOJ meet is lined up too. And if there are tweaks around policy, I doubt there'll be tweaks around rates. But if there are, then there could be wild swings because of some uh, changes to the carry trade that ensures liquidity in a lot of markets. So that's to be kept in mind. Now, stocks to watch. Um, I'll come to the results in a moment. First, um, the con call or the news flow in companies that came out of the results on Friday in the large cap end. So Maruti con call, very strong. They talk about SUV market share addition, variable effects as yen is depreciating against the US. 
benefits of declining precious metals which may come in Q3 even as steel prices are rising. So uh, good news there. Uh, the only bad news is that the order book in Q2 has come off and is uh, was at 288,000 units and has further declined to 250,000 units as we speak. So that's the small chink, but otherwise seems okay. Dr. Reddy's, while the results were okay, the formulations unit in Hyderabad has gotten 10 US FDA observations. This is in addition to the Form 483 with 9 observations for the Bachupali Biologics facility earlier this month. We'll weigh in on the stock. Sipla seems okay, Kotax note lays it out that how it beat the street estimates and their estimates quite handsomely. And the fact that they have raised the US sales and EBITDA margin guidance yet again uh, might actually work for Sipla. So do watch out for that one. Now for the results that came out post-market hours, start off with the, very quickly, start off with the big boy Reliance Industries and uh, nothing sort of a quarter, really doubt that there will be a dramatic uh, impact on the stock today. Uh, some brokerages have lifted the target price as they roll forward the valuation. So that's one. Jupiter Wagons, very strong numbers, 111% uptick in revenues, margins at 13.7 versus 11.9%. Pat up to 41% seemed a very strong quarter, likely it will react. Inox wind, uh, the numbers were good, revenues were below estimates even though 243% uptick. But EBITDA was much better than estimated. Uh, the net loss was lower than estimated. Um, and the concall commentary or the presentation was very strong, concall commentary was strong. Watch out for that one. Zentech, 99% uptick in sales, margins come off a little bit. But in the presentation, the company makes some very strong commentary about reiterating the guidance for FY24 and indicating a 750 crore revenue of FY25 as per my math. So watch out for that one. Uh, this is versus 450 crores in FY24 expected. Uh, so strong growth. BEL, revenues were flat, but margins improved. Bottom line improved 26%. Overall realty, revenues up, margins up, pat up. 76% uh, uptick in revenue is decent. And some other strong company, other strong results include an AU Small Finance Bank or a CDSL in particular, or a Greenlam or a Supreme Pet Chem. Just some weak names include a TCNS Clothing, a Blue Dart, or a Great Eastern Shipping. So that's to be kept in mind. And Ultratech and United Spirits. United Spirits are going to consider a dividend on 8th of November. And Ultratech has approved investment of 13,000 crores for CapEx. So watch out for both of these as well. So some stocks in news, some results. Promises to be an interesting day. I don't know if the trend is the bull's friend as yet. We need some more evidence. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthew signing off. Have a great day. This episode of All You Need to Know is brought to you by Union Bank of India. Good people to bank with.